Welcome to Ashwood. Dark Stories for Bright Minds. Leonid. He stared morosely in the mirror at the shadows of time that now covered his face. There were deep lines connecting every feature on his grim reflection. His eyes were watery and pink. The bags under his eyes seemed to be getting darker by the hour. His once thick black hair was now dusted with white and gray. Instead of the youthful brown tone of his earlier days, he now had a pale spotty complexion. His years were rapidly coming to a close, and every morning he was reminded of that fact when he stopped in front of his reflection in the bathroom. As much pain as it caused seeing himself this way, it was nothing compared to the pain he felt knowing that his family did not even notice the changes. Peregrine was a father of four girls. He recalled the days when they were all younger and all they wanted to do was play princess and have tea parties. They would squeal with happiness every day when he got home from work. On the rare occasion that he picked them up from school, each girl acted as if they had just won the lottery. His wife, Laura, was so good to him in those days. She also greeted him with a happy smile every afternoon. She went out of her way to take care of him and make sure he felt appreciated. He had truly considered himself the luckiest man alive. However, as time crept on, small differences began to creep up into their lives. Peregrine could not recall any exact moment when these things started to change. It was a slow, gradual process. At some point, he found himself no longer receiving any sort of greeting when he got home. He was also unable to pinpoint the exact week where his daughters seemed more interested in their friends and phones than they were in him. Whereas before, he would get tired of playing with dolls and childish board games over and over again. Now he felt like he had to beg anyone just to sit down and spend a few moments with him. Everyone was so busy. Not just his daughters, but his wife as well. Every weekend she had plans to go hang out with her friends. Sometimes he would be invited, but most of the time it was just her and her circle of girls from work. Now that his daughters were all older, they usually had plans as well each weekend. This meant that more often than not, Peregrine was left alone every Friday and Saturday evening, ordering food to be delivered while he escaped into some movie or video game for the night. He hated himself for ever wishing for alone time when his girls used to ask him to play. As Peregrine continued to examine his sunken, drooping face in the mirror, he thought about his doctor's appointment from a few weeks before. He had been feeling weak and slow for several months. He tried bringing it up with Laura, but she was always too busy to give him any attention. He eventually decided on his own to go see his doctor and see what was wrong. After several tests and referrals to different specialists, it was finally concluded that Peregrine was indeed sick. In fact, he was not only sick, he only had a month left at the most. Since then, Peregrine had been trying to figure out what to do with himself. Just as before, whenever he would try to sit down and talk with Laura about it, she could not spare the few minutes and insisted that they would talk about it later. Then she would be off with her friends and once again he found himself alone in his empty house with only his thoughts. He found himself spending a lot of time thinking about his long bucket list of things he always wanted to do but consistently put it off because he always thought he would have more time. 
At the top of this list was a trip to the mountains to watch a meteor shower. He had always been fascinated by astronomy. One day, while everyone was out doing something without him, he decided to look up when the next meteor shower would be. To his surprise, he learned that there would be a big one the following weekend. For the first time in a while, he felt a spark of hope and joy. He spent the whole evening planning out a weekend trip. He booked a campsite deep in the forest where there was little light pollution. He reserved the best RV he could find so that he and his family would be comfortable. He planned a menu for the weekend with all of his family's favorite meals. He went to sleep that night with a smile on his face. He had forgotten what that felt like. He was so excited to have one more weekend with his family. He decided he would wait until after the trip to tell them the bad news. He did not want to ruin an otherwise perfect weekend. The next morning he got up earlier than everyone else. As he looked in the mirror to get ready, he noticed that, even though he still did not look great, he at least looked happy. He went to the kitchen and started to prepare a big Sunday breakfast for everyone. As his family got up one by one, they all looked shocked to see him up and making food. He made pancakes, thinking about the time when he would make Mickey-shaped pancakes for his girls. They were always so excited, even though the ears were always considerably lopsided. He stacked the pancakes on a plate and set them on the table. By the time everyone was up, he was putting the final touches on everything. He beckoned them all to join him at the table. They sat down and passed the food around. At long last, his whole family was sitting down and talking. He felt like he could cry, but he struggled to hide his feelings for now. He just laughed with everyone and inquired about their lives. He learned more about them that morning than he had in months, maybe even years. Soon the plates were all empty and everyone was full and happy. Peregrine waited for this moment to bring up the good news. He smiled widely as he announced that he had a surprise for everyone. He expected them all to jump in their seats with excitement, but instead he was met with looks of hesitation from everyone. Ignoring that, he went on to tell them about the trip he had booked for the following weekend. To his surprise, all his daughters immediately began to talk at once, lamenting about how they could not possibly go. They all had plans with friends, tests to study for, or any other number of things that he could not make out in the noise of all of them talking at once. Laura just sat quietly for a while, before finally raising her voice and demanding that the girls be quiet. They promptly obeyed, but not without crossing their arms or exhaling loudly to convey their annoyance. Laura shot them all stern looks, and then informed them that, whatever plans they had, they were going to have to cancel them. All four girls' jaws dropped. Laura continued to insist that this trip was exactly what they all needed as a family. The girls looked at their father and he nodded his head in agreement. They immediately excused themselves to their rooms. Laura smiled at Peregrine and squeezed his hand. That night, Peregrine had gone to bed happy for the first time in a long while. Unfortunately, that happiness would not last. A week had gone by and it was now the morning of the trip. Peregrine finally had pried his eyes away from the mirror and finished getting ready for the day. He was alone again. Even though Laura had insisted that the family make this trip together, she gave up on that the very next day. She asked Peregrine the following evening if they could reschedule the trip, as they had been invited to a friend's retirement party. Peregrine insisted that it had to be that weekend. It ended up with them fighting about it. It never got resolved. As a result, their daughters decided to keep their original plans as well. 
Peregrine packed up the RV with a few things he would need for himself. He was determined to cross off at least one thing on his bucket list, even if he had to do it alone. He moved as slow as possible, hoping that at least one of his daughters would change their plans at the last second and decide to join him. He waited until they had all left the house, before he finally jumped into the driver's seat. He looked back and saw how lonely it looked inside the giant home on wheels. He had hoped his family would fill up all the seats with excitement and laughter, but instead it was just empty and uncomfortably quiet. Holding back tears, he started the engine and took off. The sun was already setting, and Peregrine knew he would be getting to the campground well after dark. He just hoped he would be there in time to see the meteor shower. As he rushed up the winding highway to his destination in the mountains near their home, he began to feel uneasy. He felt unusually warm, no matter how high he blasted the air conditioner. His brow was sweaty, his heart seemed to slow, and his vision was getting blurry. These were all symptoms his doctor had warned him about, but he was hoping it would still be a little bit longer before he felt them like this. Unfortunately, the highway had no shoulder so he could not pull over. He could not decide if he should speed up to look for a turnout, or if he should slow down and drive more carefully. As he tried to make a decision on what to do, he felt his fingertips go numb, and seconds later, he had passed out. As he awoke, he felt weightless. His seatbelt dug into his neck and chest. After a few seconds, he realized that the RV had driven off the road, and it was falling. He instinctively grabbed the steering wheel and tried to turn into the fall but when the tires finally made contact with the ground, it was no help. The RV tipped onto its right side and slid violently until it ran into a heavy tree. Peregrine hung sideways, kept in his chair by the seatbelt, trying to make sense of what just happened. He eventually came to his senses and realized he could not just sit there for long. He was able to turn off the engine and unbuckle the seatbelt. When he did so, he had to brace himself against the passenger seat so that he would not fall. He eventually shuffled himself into a standing position and was able to crawl out a broken window. He tried to hurry and make distance between himself and the RV, but he soon realized that he was in incredible pain. Looking down at the ground, he could see a trail of blood behind him. He slumped onto the ground and felt a pain in his chest grow. He turned onto his back and looked up to the starry night sky. He was astounded at the sight above him. The tall mountains around him framed a beautiful sky, filled with stars of every color. The Milky Way streaked across, and he could see why it had gotten its name. He could not believe the difference between looking up in the middle of the suburbs, and looking at the sky here, in the middle of nowhere with mountains to block out all of the light pollution. Streaks of light shot across the twinkling backdrop. The meteor shower had already begun. The beauty of it all made the pain subside. In spite of what just happened, Peregrine felt a rush of happiness flow through him, causing him to laugh quietly. He then thought of his wife and daughters, and he felt sorry for them that they were missing out on this. It caused him to think about where they were at that moment, and how they had all decided that there were more important things than being there with him that night. The tears that welled in his eyes made it difficult for him to see the meteors anymore. He closed his eyes and thought about the times when his family thought of him as the most important part of their lives, before the distractions got in the way. He wished he had been more insistent about spending time together. He opened his eyes and watched the sky again. His breath slowed and he began to feel very cold. 
he finally realized that he was not going to have another chance to see them again. He stared at the beauty of the universe, the depths of God's creation, and all he could think about was his wife and daughters. In his mind, there was nothing as beautiful as them. This is not what he wanted. He just wanted one more experience to share with his family. He could not help but cry out. He shouted for them and received no answer. In silence, he slowly drifted away, wishing he could have one more chance to tell them. With nobody there to hear it, he mustered the last bit of his strength and whispered, There is nothing in this world that I have ever loved or care about more than you, my wife and daughters. Of all the things that God has created, you are the most beautiful. I hope you know that anything good in my life is because of you. You are my everything. Above all else, it is my greatest hope that you will always be happy. Today's story was written and narrated by me, Joey Kluge. Music and editing by Stephen Reeder. If you enjoyed today's episode, we invite you to subscribe to this podcast. Also, it would be a great help to us if you could leave us a good review. You can learn more about Ashwood at www.ashwoodstories.com. We also have a store with Ashwood merchandise at the same address, www.ashwoodstories.com. You can also follow us on social media at Ashwood Stories. As always, thank you for listening. Stay bright, everyone.